0: My man, Jose Calderon face, what's going on?
1: <laughs> what's popping, man? What's popping?
0: Caesar, this is your first time up on my podcast, and that's how I intro every guest. I call them a random uh, celebrity or athlete. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to make you feel unwelcome. So there you go. That That's my welcome no, to the I'm, show.
1: I'm good with Jose Calderon. I think he has a ring, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, has to, he has to have one. So yeah, you started
0: right, well, them. I'm gonna do an icebreaker with you. I normally do icebreakers with people that come up for the first time so that they can get loose and get comfortable and all that other stuff. And then we'll get into the conversations uh as it comes along. So so for this icebreaker. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want you to clear your mind. Think of the first thing that comes to your mind. I don't want you to wreck your brain cells trying to be overly thoughtful in these questions. They're literally random questions. You might laugh at a couple. You might have to, you know, put your thinking cap on for some of them. But here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. What nickname have you been called that you
1: hate? Ah, Caesar's Pizza is the corniest nickname ever. <laughs> All the time, man. And it's everywhere you go, even when you're at work, customers are like, oh, Caesar's, like Caesar's Pizza. It's like, man, find something better to call me. Caesar's
0: Pizza sounds like a terrible, terrible, terrible nickname.
1: Yeah, I'm a $5 pizza. That's basically what they're telling me.
0: Yeah, they, they, they're they telling you, uh, yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> uh, the worst nickname that I have had, um, I was a big MC Hammer fan back mm. in the day. Um, and I kind of, kind of, kind of, not egotistically, but genetics and makeup, kind of. now you look like,
1: <laughs> now that I think about it, you look like a...
0: Don't do that. Don't do that. See, don't do me like that. <laughs> don't do me like that. But nah, they used to call me Hammerhead because I used to have a big head and I was an MCM a fan. Everybody got a good kick out of it. And then I grew up and still didn't grow into that. So there we go. Um, <laughs> what strange thing would you like to happen at your funeral to make people laugh? Strange
1: thing. Damn, that's a hard one. Pause. Oh, wait, yeah, pause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nah, you want to know something? Actually, I actually talked about this with my mom one time. I was telling her how, like, at my funeral, you just get, like, a big big pot and just fill it with chocolate milk and everybody drink because chocolate milk is my favorite drink ever. I like that. That's actually kind of dope. Yeah, you know, man. So they could feel, so they could feel what it is to drink chocolate milk, because chocolate milk is really that good. Which which brand though? Because there is a difference. Ah, uh, I don't really have a difference to be honest. Like, for me, so I, all I'm chocolate always, milk is always, equal. No, I've always been a Nesquik person though. Ever since I was young though, I don't know anything else to be honest. And I know okay. like. I know there is that. There's like different forms you could use, like chocolate itself, and put it in there and like melt it and stuff. But Nesquik has always been like, it's been that. I'm gonna say, um,
0: everybody would have to get some of these random cards at my at my funeral <laughs> and ask each other questions, like the most outlandish questions, just because in the interest of. You know, not even breaking the ice but making it joyful and happy and uh, even though they're there for something else putting that kind of release the tension in the air by like making the qu- questions so random and so outlandish that like either someone laughs or everybody laughs because they'll have to answer them so yeah, um, let me go here is cereal soup? Why? Or no, why not? no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <It didn't> even,
1: <laughs> why is that even a question? <laughs> like, it, it's cereal and milk. Like, soup is just like broth and and noodles and whatever the and whatever else you put in it. Like, it's cereal- now explain
0: to me the difference because you both you eat both with a spoon. Both have some sort of liquid substance. And uh, consists of something else. So why is it not
1: soup? Why? Just because they're, they're, they're similar in the way you consume them and the way like they're set up don't mean they're the same thing though. It's some, I don't know. It just don't feel right calling cereal soup.
0: I'm just saying I could see the argument that someone would make. That
1: they are one and the same. I could see that argument. I can, I can really see it, but I don't, I don't want to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, it doesn't seem right. Like, like your whole life soup is something warm, cereal is cold. So yeah, it's, it, it's a whole different thing. I mean,
0: eat both with a spoon. That's my, that's my, that's my fight back is that you eat both with a spoon, both have some sort of liquid substance in conjunction to some other solid substance. So why can't? I'm going to start an a epidemic and ask that question on Facebook and on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Is cereal
1: soup? You should definitely ask because I know I'm not the only one that will not accept that. <laughs> 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 cereal is not soup.
0: <laughs> All right. Second to last question before we get into it. Back in high school, what was the strangest thing someone could find in your locker?
1: Uh, you know something, to be honest? Like, in high school, I didn't really have a locker. Um, uh, I never really carried anything on me. Everything was basically... If I had anything, it was on me. So I guess you could say, like, the strangest thing a person can find on me. You know... Uh, yeah yeah if it's a i don't know i guess like deodorant because i hope like for me hygiene is very important so i had to make sure all the time i had something to smell good in those times wait in those times though it was deodorant and axe body spray but you know axe body spray does not work So, (laughs) so like you actually you thought you smelled good but you didn't but now we've grown into bigger things. We've grown into cologne. Like cologne is now part of our lives. Okay, all right.
0: Axe Body Spray.
1: Mine would have
0: to be my actual books because I didn't do, I didn't take any book home. I never used my locker like yourself. I put them in there first thing in the morning. i t- I had one spiral book in my book bag and I use it for every subject. I would not change books. I would not swap out for, like, I had one spiral book, not a, not the three whole uh, books. I had literally a notebook, spiral notebook. And I, that was the only
1: thing in my book bag. And I use it Wait, for every class. So you mixed all your classes in there? Did you at least like and, set them up in sections or did you do like yes. every... No, I broke sure. it down in
0: sections. I broke it down in sections, but uh, I use one book, and then when that one book was over, I move on to the next book. It, it's good. We're though, we're we're you save,
1: you save your parents on a lot of supply costs.
0: Hey, man, I I, tr- I, I like to be uh, frugal. Is the right word I want to use here, whenever necessary. I respect it. I respect it. Last question. If you could marry any fictional character, who would it be?
1: Damn. <laughs> uh, fictional, fictional. Damn. Would that... Uh, that was hard. <laughs> fictional character, fictional character.
0: Uh... TV
1: cartoon. Matter of fact, we'll limit it to just cartoons. So just cartoons. Probably. um, What was that girl from um, from the Teen Titans? I think her name is like Starfire or something. I think yeah, Yeah. I think it's yeah. I had like the craziest crush on her when I was young, so it was like, (laughs) I guess yeah, yeah, it would be her, it would be her.
0: Uh, mine's would be Patty Mayonnaise. From Doug
1: Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. I never Patty heard Manny's. of her, but but she sounds interesting.
0: Have you have you ever watched the show,
1: Doug? I've seen the the Doug is the guy with like the blonde hair. Do, 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 do. He had the green friend.
0: Dog name was Pork Chop. I'm not doing this with you, Caesar. I'm not doing this. all right so my guy caesar uh tell me a little bit about yourself uh i don't want to give out how i started talking to you because i don't want you you keep saying you're out of the game but like jay-z said in allure uh it keeps calling you and i'm sure i'm sure you're not fully (laughs) retired as you keep saying you are but whatever
1: you know Jay-Z once said, um, damn, what's that quote again? I just froze, I just I just froze on the spot. He's oh he said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. It's basically what it is, man. Like for me, you know, I'm just your typical 21 year old um Dominican man. I was I was made over there but born over here, but I spend a lot of time over there. So like that back and forth um right now I'm a dating profile nigga. nah I I never (laughs) I never knew how to like but yeah like I'm, I'm into I love sports um I love stocks I wear a lot of sneakers that's basically my life sports stocks sneakers
0: sports stocks and sneakers uh we'll get into every single aspect of that uh your life in this uh short episode but sports stocks and sneakers let's start with socks at 21 years old what got you into uh
1: oh did it break up
0: no, no, no. I was, I was asking you, uh, at 21, what got you in uh, interested into stocks and investing?
1: Well, I've been investing basically since I was 18, since I was able to invest. Um, but now I do it a little more heavier because we got more funds to play with. So the more funds, the merrier. Um,
0: yeah, what got you started at
1: 18? Man, what didn't get me started at 18? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you could say, like, when you're, how do I say this? In my sense, like my mind is very, looks very advanced. Like I look very, I look very much into the future just because I wanna make sure, like, as much as people say, like, oh, I want my kids' kids to be rich and all this stuff, like, that's the mentality I have. Like, I'm trying to build stuff early so that I can, so that I can rest afterwards because I've seen way too many people that live their whole life struggling and i'm not trying to struggle man hmm. interesting so
0: <clears throat> you started investing at 18 because you wanted to set up a future so to speak um would you say that you're of the entrepreneurial mind where you don't
1: necessarily want to work a nine to Oh yeah definitely um and the reason I would definitely say that is just due to the fact that like, like I said, since I was young, I've been trying to build myself financially just so I'm able to, so I'm able to have the smooth sailing, I want to say like 30s, 40s. And it's not necessarily that we're gonna retire in our 30s or in our 40s because we never know what's gonna happen, but it's more of like be more comfortable because the more comfortable you are, the more you can enjoy life. So right now, I'm, I'm going really hard, but I know it's going to be worth it in the end.
0: First business you started, and you said 18th. That means you had an early start. That means you were always trying to get a dollar. What's the first business that you started to make money where you saw yourself? Uh, could have been small change, but your, the first entrepreneur venture you did to start bringing in some money.
1: First entrepreneur venture. I have a couple to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um damn, which one? Wait, you're you're pushing this real back. So I gotta like think in my mind. I got like that uh, I would definitely say that like my first entrepreneur entrepreneur ah no real business that I've had would probably have been oh yeah just like your regular like selling candies and stuff in school and stuff um everybody's been through that man that, that phase in life where like you're just selling you're selling to make a living and even though you made a couple of dollars off of these boxes like it just puts you in that mindset that there's definitely money to be made off of money invest.
0: were you one of those uh excuse me ladies and gentlemen
1: I'm not (laughs) hearing from my (laughs) no. I was definitely not on the train doing this stuff. I and it's funny because a lot of times when people talk about this stuff it's like in most of like when I was in school, a lot of these the people who were selling candies and stuff you weren't allowed to do it, so you would illegally smuggle candy into school and sell it. You didn't hear that from me, but like no, you know what's crazy. Um, I asked you that because
0: I had a story specifically for this that I wanted to say. And when you said yours, I'm like, that's crazy. Me and this kid are too much alike. But mine was the same thing. I um, literally, I, I was watching a Saved by the Bell episode when Zach was selling the friendship bands in school. And I was like, oh, my God, that's genius. He's selling stuff in school. He's making money. So I talked my mother into taking me to a Pathmark and she got this huge jug of candy. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take it to school and I'm going to sell this jug and blah, 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 blah. Because I just wanted to be like Zach. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I sold the candy individually. I didn't sell like, you know, uh, a whole pack or anything. I sold everything individually. And I made a killing. And when I went home and told my mother, oh, yo. I sold the whole thing. The whole thing's gone. My godmother was actually the owner of the school store, and she was like, she told, she called her mother, and she was like, "Yeah, he can't <laughs> do that anymore. Like that's he's taking money Man, they from call, the school store. They caught you right in your tracks. Yeah, but it it was that first that the first uh dang. Yo, know, I can make money by selling stuff, and it, it's just weird that that's the same." instance where you got in you got your footing as well was oh well yeah i'm a hustle candy in school like and i have to get it in school in order to, to get it to the people so i got to be creative in how i get it into school of course yeah they know what it put, yeah, of it limitations put a limitations is over
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is it is it definitely is because i was early elementary school
0: yeah that's wild um the next part of what you said, I'll, I'll save the sneakers thing for last because I, I got to yell at you about that. But <laughs> sports. You said sports. sports uh, All sports,
1: yeah. one in particular. So the main sports I watch are definitely basketball and baseball. Um, I used to be like, I'm not going to lie, for football, I was type of bandwagon Tom Brady fan. But um, I stopped watching football. Because like every time it used to be brought into a conversation, I didn't know anything about Tom Brady. <laughs> so like, so like, I'm like, might as well let me head myself my way out because football fans are very, are very, you know, they they come for heads. So yeah, I'm a big basketball fan, big baseball fan. My favorite teams are the Cubs and the um and the Lakers. Now I know I live Can in New actually- York. Can I ask you a question before you even finish yes. this? What is what is
0: the Spanish uh, stereotype with baseball? What What is that? Because it seems like that's, that's a real thing. <laughs> Spanish people and baseball, like, I, I don't, not
1: that I don't get it, but it's always funny to me. Nah, man. So So Spanish stereotype with baseball is the fact that it's like, a lot of times, especially in the Dominican Republic where I'm from, it's like you, the a lot of people think that the way making it out is either playing baseball or becoming a rapper. Like, and definitely many people take that baseball route first because there's baseball fields everywhere. So I mm-hmm. guess you could say like the majority of the league is more Hispanic due to the fact that for a lot of people, that's like their way out over there. So since it's their way out, they definitely go and try to make it in baseball first. And if they can't do that, some of them become rappers. Some of them go to school. Yeah, I guess you could say it just, out of necessity, people play it, and then it becomes, like, you tend to see it transition into the majors. Hmm. Cubs and the
0: Lakers. Yes. How did you get –
1: how did you land on a Cubs (laughs) – and Lakers. All right, so let's start with the Lakers. All right? So one day, right, this is how I actually started, like, in basketball, was that one day I turned on my TV, um, I kid you not, and it was in the finals when the Lakers were versus the Celtics. So this was a while back. But this is when Paul Pierce, Rondo, Allen, and Garnett babied Kobe. So they babied Kobe. But I saw Kobe putting his I, – I saw Kobe put in work. So then I told myself, I'm like, man, I want to be like Kobe because I know I've been on – I know, like, if I work as hard as he does, I can do anything I wanted. So, like, Kobe is like, was, like, my entry into basketball. And since he was my entry into basketball and he was a Laker, I've pledged towards the Lakers since then. And for whoever got, like, any doubts on that, I got Facebook posts from years behind that I have screenshots of when we were bad, man. When we were horrible, I I have screenshots and everything. So I, I got receipts. Now the Cubs. Um. So basically with the Cubs, there's like a family slash neighborhood hero in VR who ended up becoming a closer for the Cubs. And the same thing with him, since he was like one of my bigger idols at that time and he was playing for the Cubs. I became a Cubs fan. And, yeah, I, I, rode, I rode a lot of bad seasons with both of those teams. But we're, we, we rode a lot of bad seasons, but now we, we're up. The Cubs aren't up anymore, but, like, the Lakers are up now. But it's, yesterday didn't happen, though. You no, know, it happened. Oh, no, oh, no. it happened. <laughs> no, You can't, even talk, you can't <laughs> even talk to me if your team started 0-1 for, for the season. You can't even talk to me. Don't even talk what are, to me. Wait, time out, time out. What are you, a Knicks
0: fan? Hell no. My team beat your team yesterday, nigga. My team uh, beat your team yesterday. Yeah. Now, now what? No. Yeah. So you're, yes. you're a Warriors
1: man. Yep. This man is. Yep. Yep. Since when? Since yep. when? Yep. Yep. I only I only, ha- I only know one friend who is a real Warriors fan since the Baron Davis days. Shout out to my man's Dennis, man. Well, you now you know too. Gotcha. I gotcha.
0: Nah, I, 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 I like the Baron Davis Warriors squad, but um, I actually, this is going to sound like Cap, but it really isn't. When, when Steph was in Davidson, I watched the NCAA tournament. I was like, yo, who is this kid? Because everybody kept talking about he was undersized, but he had crazy range, and they didn't know if he would make it into the NBA. I watched the uh, NCAA tournament when he was, with Davidson was burning through teams, and I was like, yo, this kid is dead nice.
1: No. Yeah. I was, I I was too young. Yeah. I was too young to watch that run, but um, I did rewatch it on YouTube and I I did see what all the fuss was about. Like him, JJ Redick and them, like JJ Redick in his Duke days, him and his Davidson days. Those guys were really lighting up college.
0: When they kept
1: saying, um, yeah, uh,
0: Steph Curry, Dale Curry's son. I'm like, Dale Adele Curry is man familiar. I know this name, I know this nigga. I seen him play. So, <laughs> nah, when, I, yeah. when I started watching Davidson, I'm like, oh, no, nah, this nigga definitely not shoots like his pops. He got a little bit more range than his father did. But I'm like, all right. So, when he got drafted, I was like, well, let me follow him. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> nah, yeah,
1: but let, look let's at see him where now. this
0: goes. And look and, yeah, at Curry, um, man. <laughs> look at Curry, man. He, he's he. There's, like, players, and we're going to go through this uh, 75-player NBA team, but they are different players that basically transcend the sport in different eras. Uh, Mm -hmm. You had your your Russells. You had your Magic and Birds. And then there was MJ, who takes it to a completely different level. MJ ushers in your Kobe who also takes things to a different level and then from Kobe you got LeBron who's crossed both the gentlemen in terms of business on and off the court and making the bringing a a wider audience to the league and then you got Steph Mm -hmm. who's making kids Start practicing
1: three pointers from half court. Yeah, he's got everybody shooting threes in every type of level. Even if you're a big, bigs have to shoot threes because of enough. And, and those people that transcend the
0: sport and take it to a different place. Um, you got this kid who looks like seventy pounds, wet with a uh, with a brick in his pocket but <laughs> like who can shoot like crazy and no whatever no 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 I'm like no yeah yeah he can shoot like crazy and it just brings like you're waiting for the next installment of that um transcending the sport like it like I said it is it's generational where you you get certain players I forget AI AI is another one Oh yeah! Right in that, right in between that, uh, MJ, Kobe. You can't, you cannot exclude Allen Iverson for how he brought um, hip hop and basketball together. Everybody had the cornrows because of him. Tattoos, the sleeve, um, yeah. the the jerk, the the jewelry. Like it, he was. An icon in his own right, and Allen is one of my favorite players. If you can't tell, Yeah,
1: on and off the court, man. Yeah,
0: he he brought that that swag to the game. That
1: it was like, who is this nigga? <laughs> nah, but yeah, yeah, and that, and he was on covers of video games. He was basically that guy. He definitely was that guy, but it sadly he couldn't win a ring. So yeah, that, that
0: that um you couldn't you couldn't have told me in 2001 the 76ers were not going to win a championship. <laughs> you that could not. Tell you. Yeah, when he was putting up 50 against uh the Raptors, I said, "Oh yeah, he he won an All-Star MVP." That yeah, he won the league. I'm like, "Yeah, this nigga, yeah, we out of here." <laughs> Yeah,
1: and then they ran into the buzz all that was uh the lake show. You know with Kobe rest in peace. Kobe but Kobe packed your boy up, man.
0: Yeah, and I, that and to be honest with you, that's what made me hate Kobe for a very long time. <laughs> I had, I didn't get past him sending my boy home. Um but yeah,
1: that yeah, and that it was good. Was... Yeah. Yeah, no team in the East that year had business being in the finals because nobody was going to beat that Lakers team.
0: Yeah, them niggas just was doing whatever, whatever they wanted. Um, But, yeah, um, the 75 NBA team, I'm going to do a bunch of different things, but – I want to talk to you about that. I'm going to quickly run through these people and ask you if you have any objections to anybody that's on the list as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. I'm going to read off the newer names, so to speak. By the time you listen to this, the whole 75 list might be uh, might be released, but As of right now, we're only doing one to 50. Uh, So the other 25 might, you might hear it. I might add it as a, like a a second addition to this pod. Um, Yeah. 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 Anyway, how Greer, Dirk, Bob, Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell, Giannis, Durant, I'm not going to read through all the older guys' names because if you know the 50 greatest players, these names kind of repeat. But the 25 um, James Harden, Stockton, Nash, Barkley, The Doc, George Gervin, Moses Malone, David Robinson, Magic, Worthy, Wilt, Jerry, Larry, MJ, Pippen, Isaiah, Drexler, Malone, Ewan. Chris Paul, AI, Tim Duncan, Garnett. Uh, and as of right now, that's all of the, the newer people on this list. Everybody else, like I said, some you've seen from the 50 greatest players, Hakeem, uh, Mikhail, Kareem, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Kuzi. But some of the newer names, Dirk, Giannis, Durant, James Harden, Steve Nash, um, I'm going to... Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, Tim Duncan, uh, Do you have any
1: beefs with the newer people? To name so far, I don't. I I do not actually. And is one thing I always tell myself is that like I try to watch basketball from every type of era, just so I understand like hey why. Why are grandfathers saying this guy was this good? So, like, trying to understand the game at the time and the players who played at the time and who was good at the time. So, like, yeah, these names are definitely good. I just – the next 25, if LeBron and Kobe aren't there, I'm throwing hands. They, they have to be. They Come definitely on. have to, But you, they're building way too – You just named too- two names. Nah, like, but they're basically – You just
0: named two names that it would look <laughs> stupid if they those two names weren't on the list.
1: They're they're putting way too much suspense on this. And then you have Curry as well. Curry definitely deserves to be on this list. Um, But, yeah, these names – I'd say these names are good. Um, Who do you think gets snubbed? Who do I think gets snubbed? There's going to be a lot of snubs there because there's been thousands of basketball players, and you can only name 75. Um. This is basically Notice,
0: like noticeable seven. noticeable snubs, noticeable snubs. I'll say, like, uh, maybe your Chris Webbers or like somebody like that. Who do you think put in work might, but might not make the the next 25? Because I think uh, Westbrook gets left off, and that's not a slight to, to Russ, but I think uh, the, the 25 doesn't include Russell Westbrook.
1: No, yeah, Westbrook is probably going to end up being left off, getting left off, but he's he's literally a triple-double. That is what he is. So if they leave him off, that's going to be pretty questionable, to be honest. Um, who else? Uh, you think they're going to put Dominique on there? Yeah. Yeah, they, they should definitely put Dominique on there. Uh, the game now. Do you think that Chris Paul deserves to be on that list? Uh, to
0: be honest with you, no. And Chris Paul's my man, but he hasn't won anything. And I, I respect it. He he's a he's a good floor general, probably one of the best point guards, but he hasn't won anything. And I feel like you're putting him on there, uh that's gonna sound like well, no, it's not hate because you look at uh, Allen Iverson or James Harden; those are MVPs. Uh huh. I don't think Chris Paul's ever been an MVP. So even even he though he may not it, have hardware in a in a in a sense of winning a championship, like
1: what are we talking about with Chris Paul? I guess you can say like the way he makes teams better because. I'd say every person on this list you put on a, on any team and they become substantially better because these are top 75 players. So Chris Paul, for example, look, you threw him on OKC and OKC was in the playoffs. That team had no type of hope whatsoever until he got on the team. Not only that, that man carried the Hornets basically. Um, yeah, I, I, they I wouldn't be surprised if they don't put him But if they did, I also wouldn't be surprised. Now, one person who I hope they do not disrespect and should definitely put on this list, Carmelo. Carmelo needs to be on this list. He has to be on this list because if he's not on this list, it's like you're literally disregarding one of the best scores in the history of basketball. I can be honest with you.
0: I can see Melo being uh, one of those snubs that I'm talking about where – If it comes down to it with the older players and newer players, I feel like Melo might be one of those snubs. It'll
1: be a disservice
0: to that list, but
1: yeah. And it sucks because Melo's one of those players. He got so many tools in his offensive skill set that like you could put this man in a, in like one of those old telephone boxes and he'll still score on you. (laughs) Like it, it, it's, it's crazy, man. So if they snub him, I'm a, it's gonna be a little upsetting. Um hold on, wait a minute.
0: Before we before we before we continue, we're just gonna take a little break, pay a little mm-hmm. bills, uh, we're gonna come back and finish this conversation. Gotcha. This is an update to the rest of the 75 players list as we have been talking about so far. Uh some more noticeable names as we come down the list. Shaq. Dominique, Ray Allen, Dennis Rodman, Dwayne Wade, Jason Kidd, Kobe Bryant, Gary Payton, Paul Pierce, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, Kawhi Leonard, Dame Lillard, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis. Congratulations to the all-NBA 75 team. As you get into the next part of this conversation... You hear us saying the disservice it would be if some people were left off of this list. Yep, we're back from our break. We were talking about the snubs, and you were talking about Melo being one of those efficient scorers where it doesn't matter where you put him. He's going get he, he's a bucket, basically.
1: Yeah, and the crazy part is that he will literally isolate anybody on this list and score on them. So it's just... Think about it. Like, if you can have who else is on this list off of the top of my head, I feel like if you can throw somebody like a like a hard in there, you can definitely throw a, a mellow in there.
0: But I can see people making a stance that Harden's the MVP. That's why he deserves to be on this list. But in the same vein, Chris Paul hasn't done that, so Mellow should make a spot on this uh, 25. He should.
1: Yeah, and one more person. Do you think Jason Kidd should be on this list? Yes.
0: Yes, I do. Um, Jason Kidd, not that he's a winner, but he contributed very greatly to that Dallas
1: team. No, he did. And in the Nets, he was a big part of them winning as well, too. But I don't know, man. I that That's like another – I feel like that's – there's so many guards and so many, like, great guards in the game that if you put a Jason Kidd in, someone like a Westbrook has to be in. Even putting we, someone like see. a – what happened? No,
0: I was, I was going to make an argument, but um... – Westbrook is a triple double, is a walking triple double. So it would be, that would be a big snub if Westbrook's not on the list because it's like, there's no one else, no one for multiple years that has averaged a triple double. Like you have, that has to say something. That has to be,
1: it that has to Oscar give you some Robertson, merit, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was basically it. Because Westbrook is – he's been an all-star almost every year. He's been in the NBA. He's been an MVP. He's been on the first team. He's been on a bunch of – a bunch of NBA teams. And, yeah. An all-star. Multiple times over. He's an MVP as well. Like, Wasn't he a scoring leader as well, too, one time? Yeah. No, yeah, he was. He was a scoring leader twice, actually. Yeah. So him being a scoring leader in the league, he should definitely be. Yeah, if Westbrook is not on there, free my man, Westbrook, man.
0: Free <laughs> right, Westbrook.
1: Um, I'm gonna ask you off the top of your head. Season
0: only is one, uh, by the right right now, as of recording, uh, it's only one day in, and Lakers are 0 and 1. But um, give me your top, <laughs> give me your top five teams in the West and your top five teams in the
1: East right now like
0: well not right now but just
1: free free balling it right now free balling it right now the west of course the lakers man the lakers definitely top one um after man if once the warriors get clay back is gg's man that team is gonna be really good uh the nuggets for sure the jazz and then I would say the Suns, so like Lakers, Warriors, Nuggets, Jazz, and the Sun, and the Suns, but like so not in, in the... any specific order. Okay, now I'm going to actually put them in order. <laughs> to put them in order? I, I'm not a biased Lakers fan, but the Lakers I would definitely put first because they're going to get better throughout the year. I feel like – I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but I feel like the Jazz are like a facade every year – They're just good for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) They they get very good throughout the season. And then when the playoffs come, they turn – it's not that they turn bad, but they just can't beat teams in the playoffs. So, like, I would say on this list, with everybody being fully healthy – so this is, like, a list with everybody being fully healthy. I'd say Lakers – Warriors of Clay's back for sure. Uh I said what the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Suns. I would say the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Jazz.
0: So Lakers, yeah. Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Jazz. Yeah. Okay. And what about the East?
1: You just give me the five and then I'll have you rank them afterwards, so unless you want to just do it now. The East, the Nets for sure. The Bucks. Man, you're looking at Giannis. Giannis is going crazy. Um, the Heat. The, what other teams are in the East? So I said Nets, Bucks, Heat. The Celtics, I feel like they have to have a good season this year. They're going to have a good season. Now, The fifth spot, I'm, like, torn between three teams. And I'm not sure, like, if you could give your opinion on them. But the Bulls,
0: Mm.
1: the Sixers, which are, like, in a bunch of BS right now, and then the Hawks, I feel like those three teams could definitely be a top five team, but there's just something that's just not there.
0: What, so who would you pick? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you sit in the
1: hot seat and pick a team. Out of those three, like roster for roster, like since they haven't even played a game yet, to be honest, I would say the Bulls. Like the Bulls look like the most complete roster out of everybody there. The Sixers don't – the Sixers have, have Ben Simmons drama, so like nobody knows how they're actually going to play without him. And then the Hawks, I, lo- I love Trey Young. Trey Young is such a great player, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to, like, copy what they did last year.
0: All right. I'm going to give you my five for each, and then we're going to talk about said drama in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. Out West, I'm going to say until the Lakers get it together, because they look like they haven't it hasn't clicked just yet. I'm going to say Suns. Suns. Suns, Jazz, Lakers, Nuggets, Warriors. Yeah, that 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 sounds good. That definitely sounds good. On the East, I got <sighs> Brooklyn and Philly scare me because of the two players that we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. I got um, Bucks. Bucks, I'm gonna say Bulls because they're the most improved team on the East. Bucks, mm-hmm. Bulls, Heat, Nets Sixers. But the Nets ah. Sixers could potentially move underneath the Bucks in a two to three slot if we have Kyrie siding or uh, if Philly plays without Ben Simmons and shows up and just, like, just wants to stick it to him. Um, yeah. They can easily go from
1: four and five
0: to two and three.
1: No, nah, yeah. You would, you would say that, like, right now, like, roster for roster. Like, if they went in a seven-game series, the Sixers would beat the Celtics. No,
0: because Tatum and right now, as the roster sits, um, yeah, we gotta we gotta hope that MB can play a full series and not get injured. And you got on the other side of that, you got Tatum and Brown back. Yeah, and I just think and then, the Celtics yeah. have way more more youth and a depth on a bench to outlast the Sixers as of right now with the current roster.
1: Yeah, and they got Dennis Schroeder, the man who fumbled the bag. They also have Robert Williams, too. That, that man is going to have a great season this year. Uh, who do you think is
0: a bigger headache at this present time, Kyrie or Ben Simmons?
1: Bigger headache? Damn, that's for their team. One. Bigger headache for, for their team. For sure, Ben Simmons. For sure, Ben Simmons. Man, that, that that man is on one. He's on a mission to get out of there pronto, man. Um, Who do you think has the leverage, him or the Sixers? I feel like he has more leverage now because at this point, it feels like what they're doing to try to keep him on the team isn't really – it's just making them look like clowns at this point because they're contradicting everything they said. So everything they're saying, now they're going against it. And it's just making Ben Simmons seem like he's in reason for what he's doing, which I'm not one to say that he is in reason for what he's doing, but it, it feels like both sides have reason for what they did or for what they said. Because for on Philly's side, Ben Simmons played horrible during the playoffs. His playoff run was horrible. And then on Ben Simmons' side, when your own teammates and your own coaches and management – talk about you in that way, like at that point you don't want to play with them anymore. So I get why he is doing and saying what he's saying and what he's doing. But Cesar, I can't I can't let you get that off.
0: At 21 years old, if you made if you just got a max contract from the NBA and you stunk it up during the playoffs and people, your teammates or your your management talked about you know what you could do to
1: improve in the offseason. How is that something to get mad about? That's one thing I would say. Like with Ben Simmons, that's something that that he's been brought up with ever since he was young. Because even if you look at back on his days when he was playing in LSU, the man finished his college season and literally withdrew from from college. So, like at that point for him, it was it was like everything he said went. So then when he went into the NBA and he had that like whole um that whole rookie year where he basically just trained and they said he was hurt which uh, I don't honestly think he was hurt um and then he comes his next year and wins the and wins rookie of the year after basically practicing a whole year with the team it's like they groomed him into what he is now so they're paying the consequences of that like Ben Simmons I feel like with the way they they make it seem it's like Ben Simmons got everything he wanted, so now when he when he's not getting anything, everything he wanted. Now you're getting to see like his naggy side. So I, 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 then, I get you. that's a prima that's prima donna, man. If they, if they gave
0: you not you're in negotiation for it, but if they gave you a max deal, and the worst thing, like everybody has a performance review at their job. Hey. End of the year game, let's talk. What did you do uh, this year? How could you be better? Um, you know wh- what 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 did you do great? What things can you work on for the next year? Everybody has a performance review. So for them, if you have a terrible performance in the playoffs, and then they tell you, hey, yeah, maybe you should work on this in the offseason, why why? Do you get your panties in a bunch and then say, you know what? I don't want to play. Like, that's something my four-year-old kid would do.
1: I get that. But also, they didn't say it that way. They said, I don't think we could win with him. So, like, think about it. Your own coach basically tells media, like, yo, I don't think we can win with this guy. So, at that point, you're just like, damn, they don't need me or they can find something better. So, let me just... Let me just basically make it harder on them. I feel like that's the way he's looking at it. Do you think he forces an injury? Fakes an injury. Fakes an injury is definitely possible. The man is pulling up to, <laughs> to, to yeah, he's pulling up to practices and sweats and with his phone in his pocket. So it's like, yeah, any anything is possible with him. I just want the. I just want my
0: TV on hundred the first like the first game he plays when he's in Philly. I just want mm-hmm. to <laughs> oh, yeah. hear
1: the booze. I want to hear
0: the booze because they're gonna let him have it. And if he thinks he's gonna go to Philadelphia uh in street clothes or in a uniform and not hear, but you're talking about a, a a city that booed Santa Claus, they're going yeah. to ben Simmons, up.
1: yeah, because Philly. Philly fans are just like New York fans. Like they don't care if you play for them or you play against them. If you play bad, you're they you're gonna know that they're they're gonna let you know that you play bad.
0: They are going to let him have it.
1: I, I can't you, and I yeah, I feel bad for it, but it's gonna happen. Do you think Kyrie plays? I feel like they talk sense into him sooner than later because uh, the Nets, I definitely feel like with the game that I, that they played yesterday, that they were missing him because they just needed that other scorer on the court at times. And talking about, like, needing that other scorer, like that starting lineup that they started with was what? It was Harden, Harris, KD, Claxton, and Blake, if I'm not mistaken. But, like, once they're... Once their bench came in and stuff, it felt like you need to have that mixture of two stars on that team at a time playing just so that they're able to keep the offense going. So is it possible that he comes back? I I feel like KD and Harden will definitely talk him into coming back, but he also has to stand on what he said, so he's probably going to live with that if he does come back after what he said on his line.
0: Uh. Last thing before we uh, move on into the, the the sneakers portion, out of the, the out of the three, Harden, Kyrie, KD, who has the better kicks?
1: Who has the better what? Sneakers. Sneak. Oh man, sneakers for what purpose? For like rocking. The better. The the, just
0: just the better. Just the better. Uh, just the better sneaker. Who has
1: the better sneaker? Well, my one of my favorite sneaker lines earlier for balling was KD's early ball sneakers, because now they look like weird. But if I were to say, like, sneakers right now, it would have to be in comfortable, in, like, comfortable, ah, how do you say comfortability? Um, <laughs> I would say for sure Kyrie now. I, I, do, I do ball in some white Hardens, but, like, they feel like Adidas sneakers, like, if that makes any sense, like Adidas balling sneakers. Like they're missing something. We talk stocks,
0: we talk sports, and now we're at the part of the show where ah. we talk sneakers. Oh man, what is that? You, you, you <laughs> see that? Look how that worked out. What is that? Um would you consider yourself a sneakerhead?
1: You know, just a little bit. Just uh A a little tiny bit. What's the one sneaker that got you, uh,
0: that started your slight addiction?
1: My slight addiction? My slight addiction was actually started with a sneaker that I didn't really have at the time. So I would say my slight addiction started with high top 11s, even though it was impossible to get them. But Uh my current day collection is full of Jordan 1s. So like now i would say jordan 1s are what carries what i my, my love for sneakers
0: would you from a perspective of uh, a sneakerhead do you remember having to wait in line for shoes do, well, first off do you remember stores just carrying multiple pairs of of kicks for a certain release
1: Sounds like a long time ago, right? <laughs> no, and, and it's funny because during those times I was one of those kids that was rocking like Converse and stuff. So I wasn't really buying those sneakers because at those times it's not like I had I had all the all the funds to buy sneakers the way I do now. But I do mm-hmm. remember I do remember watching, let's say like the news and stuff. And every other week since sneakers were, ro- were dropping on Saturdays. Every other week there was a person being like stabbed and shot for sneakers outside of the store. So I'm like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, especially during Christmas time because Christmas time was when the new 11s of the year would come out. So you would have like Space Jams, Concord's, sneakers like that coming out and people just fighting and killing each other for them. So yeah, even though I wasn't really part of that early on, I did watch a lot of it through TV and yeah, it was it was pretty hectic. Are
0: you a believer that? Um, well, before I go there, I remember firsthand, 42nd Street, when Foot Locker used to be on Foot Locker and Champs. Foot Locker was middle of the block, Champs was at the end of the block. I remember mm-hmm. when releases happened, we would stand online uh, as early as 10 o'clock and wait online until midnight because they wouldn't let you in a store to buy the sneakers until midnight. We would wait till midnight, online, get the sneakers, immediately put them in the bag, go straight home. Man, what a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time. (laughs) What a time. Fast forward to today, it seems like you can't get a sneaker, especially if you use your (laughs) sneakers
1: app. If you use the uh, sneakers app, only thing you're going to catch is L's. Man, shout out to the sneakers app, man. I've been on that app for like a good like 5 years and I haven't gotten a single sneaker on that. All my any sneaker that I've hit on the sneakers app has been through my sister's account cuz for some reason her account happens to hit. But anything that says Caesar on it does not hit manually. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So you understand the pain
0: of not being able to uh, secure sneakers, both in the past, because you said you didn't necessarily have the money in the past, but even mm-hmm. today, with sneakers app being a bunch of BS, not <laughs> being able to get sneakers.
1: Yeah, man, sneakers are horrible, man. I, I hate so the sneakers app. Would you say you've seen
0: the progression of people like just hating the sneaker game because it went from, I used to be able to go in the store and get them. to now I can't even get them online.
1: Yeah, you can say that, but also like, I do know that in the past there was a lot of what's called backdooring where people would go to sneaker stores and people would, workers would give them sneakers through the back door which still happens today but like during those times and stuff now the one thing I would say now is that sneakers get like priced up way too much after they come out so there'll be like a 180 pair of sneakers that you'll see they drop one day and then that same day in the afternoon when everything sells out the sneakers basically like three four hundred dollars and you're like where the hell how why where so before before it was hard to get them as like from what again from what i've seen but like now it's harder i would say now not necessarily by by the not necessarily due to the fact that there's more physical work being done to get them it's just because everybody has access to the internet everybody has access to different tools to get them So, like, it's making it harder on everybody, and it's shooting prices super high.
0: You talked about uh, Schroeder fumbling the bag. What about old girl from Nike's son who fumbled the biggest Ah, bag?
1: Ah, no, not that. That man really fumbled the craziest bag. Because, like, your mom is in one of the highest positions in Nike. (laughs) And you decide to show off sneakers you're basically getting through her and not only did she lose her job but you basically lost your business so like that's a double l man but (laughs) that like like taking the l that bad not only did you lose your mom's job which is i'm sure that job had to be very well-paying um not only did you lose her job you lost her credibility and you lost your own business so man that, that that was tragic if, if that,
0: I'm just hypothetical, if that were you, would your business still be uh,
1: running? Would it, st- would it still be afloat? Uh, if if that was me, would it still be afloat? Uh, I would say yeah, because don't get me wrong, he still has, if I'm not mistaken, he was still left with a lot of merchandise, so he was able to still sell what he had. But I don't know, man. I don't know if, if I can live with that. Seeing my mom every day and knowing that she lost, she lost a corporate position job because my dumbass decided to, to do dumb shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's no regular job, Corey. This is, this is corporate position.
0: Yeah. That, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, All right, Uh, I I guess the last thing I got for you before I let you go, uh, as it stands right now, Mm -hmm. who has the best sneaker in the league, what player? Matter of fact, Uh, no, no, I'll do something different. What player in the league do you think has the best sneaker game? There
1: you go. Oh, P.J. Tucker. For sure, P.J. Tucker. By far. By far. It's not even close, man. That guy be getting sneakers that not even the sneakers. Like, he he gets sneakers that players that have their own line don't get. So, like, I was watching this video online, and this man, P.J. Tucker, had a pair of Giannis's that Giannis never saw. So, it was (laughs) like, like, it's like, how is this even possible? Who are you talking to? Where are you getting all this stuff?
0: Man. Yeah, it's not even close. PJ Tucker, and it's by a mile. PJ Tucker by a mile, and then I don't even know who's after PJ Tucker. But yeah, PJ Tucker. I want to see. I just want a glimpse into his sneaker closet.
1: So a gl- That man doesn't have a sneaker closet. He has a sneaker house. It has to be. It has to be a sneaker house. <laughs> is. I have a question for you though. Yep. Cause. Cause I want your perspective because I know like not necessarily you guys who are like, who got to see more of that Jordan era and stuff. So actually it's a two part question. So the first part of the question is, do you believe that with what people are saying that if you were to throw LeBron in Jordan's age, he would get eaten up? And yes. how would you, and wait, wait, the second part of the question, how do you think Jordan would be in this age? Um the LeBron question. Um
0: and Jordan's the nineties. Uh people were getting punched in the face when they drove to the lane. Like that's why um when when Mike played the Pistons, he got killed running to the driving to the this is Michael Jordan. He got Not killed yet. driving to paint. Um and that's because you had what they called them bruisers, and their their only job, they wouldn't get a whole bunch of points. Their main job was when you came to the lane to make you not want to come back down to the lane. So if that was (laughs) doing some flagrant joint, like uh, elbowing you in your ribs, um, punching you in the nut, like whatever it was to make you not come back into the lane, that's what they did. And LeBron... Is has the benefit of playing in a league where everything is a foul. Mm -hmm. If LeBron played in the 90s, would he be as dominant as he is? Um, yeah, he probably would still score, but he would be bruised. He would be he would leave every game needing the biggest ice bath because they wouldn't just let him be LeBron every time he. Would come to the hole. I can guarantee you, somebody would try their hardest to put him on his back, or they would do their their damnedest to make sure, like you you driving down the lane full speed. We gonna do whatever we are gonna do to make you know, like they wrap a play up, stop them from getting the easy bucket. Yeah, I could I could honestly see LeBron being suplexed or something to that effect, <laughs> and a ninety because that's how physical it was. It wasn't like a soft oh well one hand check and it's a foul and uh if i swipe at the ball and uh get your your uh if, if i swipe at the ball and it you in the head it's a flagrant one like that wasn't the 90s the 90s a flagrant two you literally had to punch somebody in the face for a flagrant two no i
1: now my now let me give you my like younger view on this because um I do hear this. Like, let's just say Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan was 6'6", 220. LeBron sitting around 6'8", 250, 260. All muscle. Now, I feel like if LeBron was born in that era, to play in that era, it's a lot of what you see, like when they say that people are like victims of circumstance, where like, I feel like LeBron would adapt into that era, especially with the body that he had, well, that he has. So, like, the reason why he plays the way he plays now is because today's game is played the way it is now. And the reason why Jordan played the way he did was because his game was that way at the time. So I feel like with LeBron, a guy who's like, one of the smartest basketball players to ever play basketball, I definitely feel that him with that body he had and the fact that he can basically play anything from the one to the five in any lineup, it would, make it, it would make it a little more easier on him than it. I don't want to say that he would do the same thing Jordan did because we can never tell. And I honestly, Jordan, one thing he had was that mentality, like that killer mentality. That's what he's known for. I just feel like if LeBron was born to play in that era, his skills would adapt to that era because LeBron is just a freak of nature. He was like a top football player in his area too. So like he was a top football player in his state, a game that is very physical. So why can't he translate that to basketball if that makes sense? Now,
0: now reverse that for the second part of your question. If Uh MJ was in the league right now, and I don't Mm -hmm. say this because I've watched, uh, basically watched him play my entire life, but he, he was scoring like that in a physical league where they didn't want you to do all that. And this mm-hmm. league now where fouls are being called left and right, he would average, and I'm not saying it jokingly, he would average
1: 50. Average 50. You know what I think, though, to be honest? I feel like the closest player that we had to him play-wise was Kobe. And Kobe got to play a bit of this era. And I feel like if Kobe couldn't do it, he would not do it. How many rings did Kobe get in this, in this era? Would you consider his – Nah, his last one wasn't in this era. But I'm just saying, like, in that sense, like, I know for sure he would definitely be a 30-plus point scorer. But his game style, where, like, the way he plays, if he were to translate that game style now – where he's just a mid-range killer and so forth. What in his game style figure like model a lot around someone like a DeMar DeRozan?
0: Don't disrespect. Um...
1: no, I'm not I'm not no, I'm not saying that he's going to average what DeRozan did. I'm just saying like that mid-range heavy game just how DeRozan plays. So of course, he's going to be like DeRozan on steroids. Averaging like I 35 would... 35 37 cuz 50 is a lot.
0: I would equate it to, it's a lot, but you got to remember, he was averaging 30 for that time, where it wasn't as physical. Yeah, that is true. Um, I would equate it to, scoring-wise, I would equate it to a Melo. And people may not see that um, comparison, but Melo can score whenever he wants on whoever he wants. And that was MJ. Didn't matter who you were. Didn't matter what size you were, he was either shooting around you. He literally would tell players, there's video of him literally telling players, this is what I'm going to do. Now stop it.
1: Gotcha. So Melo, I don't feel like he's as gifted skill-wise as Melo. I would say he's more of a Kawhi. And what I mean by that is, like, that tool bag, like, Melo has a tool bag that you usually see on someone like a, like a Harden. Melo, of course, like those people are just different. KD, those people are different. Yes, Jordan is different. I get it. I get it. I understand. Jordan is Jordan is Jordan. He, there's a reason why they consider him like one of the top, GO of basketball. But. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like his game style would play more towards like a DeRozan or Kawhi type. I'm not
0: mad at it. I'm not mad at it because I used to. I say to this day, I don't understand what people see in Kawhi, but it's efficient. He can do basically uh, everything. He can defend. He can shoot. Mm-hmm. He can go to the lane. Like, I'm not mad at that Kawhi comparison. It actually yeah. makes a lot of sense when you think about it.
1: Yeah, and he's heavily re- re- he's heavily reliant on basically like shooting. He shoots a lot of mid range as well. He shoots threes. Jordan would definitely adapt to shooting threes and now in today's game because he's he works very hard. But um, no, yeah, I just I just see it like a mix of that play style. Not necessarily him being that player. Of course, he's gonna elevate past them but just that play style is what I feel like he would play like in today's game. Yeah, man. Um, Caesar, let
0: me tell you, this has been good. And this is not going to be the last time you're up there. I, I appreciate us just vibing and being able to talk uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. And um, before I let you go, I do the same. Why I ask everybody to give me either a show or a movie so I can suggest to the listeners to watch
1: oh show or movie i don't watch tv and i
0: don't watch movies
1: but uh man i did watch an anime that was very good all right and it's called it's called attack on titan everybody watch that because attack on titan is very good
0: text me that so i can put the exact thing
1: no yeah i'll definitely Um, send it to you because for me i'm just a person that I, I rarely have time to watch TVs or movies. And if I do, it's barely late at, at night when I'm doing other things. So, like, I actually sat down and watched this from beginning to end. tag one on Titan was like, it, it's like four seasons so far, but it's, it's very good.
0: All right. Uh, mine is going to be a show on Netflix called Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. Um, I'll give you a quick synopsis of it uh, right now. Uh, Dope Sick examines how one company triggered the worst drug epidemic in American history. Series takes viewers to the epicenter of America's struggles with opioid addiction, from the boardrooms of Big Pharma to a distressed Virginia mining community, to the hallways of the DEA, defying all the odds. Heroes will emerge in an intense and thrilling ride to take down the craven corporate forces behind this national crisis and their allies. Dope Sick is the name of that movie um, series, rather, series on Hulu. Uh, like I said, Caesar, my guy, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, this ain't gonna be your last yeah. time up here,
1: so. I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see people's reactions towards those MJ comments because I know that's gonna stir up a bit. But bear with me, bear with me, people. Like I'm just looking at it in a younger point of view. But it's not, it's not a, it's it's not
0: a bad, uh, it's not a bad comparison. Like I said, if you just said like Pascal Siakam on somebody, I probably had to applaud <laughs> on you. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not Siakam. <laughs> Kawhi's not a bad, better uh, not a bad comparison. Uh, we'll chop it up um, about when and where. Uh, I know your school and all that other stuff. You're a hardworking man and your retired, um, retired state you're there, shut.
1: but <laughs> <shut>.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, get your excuses ready, folks. Uh, NBA season is upon us. It's here. Uh, you got 82 games. It's, it's almost like it's. A, a game or two or three a day depending on if you have a league pass but uh that's all i got season myself ah, well.